kid, there was a place. A dark place. They closed it down and let it rot. But the things that lived there... Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Film Seizure at the Movies. Uh, I'm Jeff Arbuckle, and right now I am joined by... Jason Oliver. And, and Chuck Moore. Yes, yes. Uh, so uh, we are coming together to talk about Dr. Sleep, the sequel to The Shining. Yes. Um, and uh, before we get to that, because we might touch upon some some uh, spoilers, I don't know. I think I don't think we necessarily have to, but just in case we do... Wanted to let everybody know where they can find the uh, film seizures. Um, you can go to uh, filmseizure.com on Wednesdays to listen to uh, Jason and I, sometimes Chuck, talk about uh, an older movie. You can also find Monster Mondays on Monday. There is, uh, there we have channels on the uh, Apple Podcast, on Google Play Podcast, on um, Spotify Tune in, Stitcher. You better check the magnet. What? You got them all? Yeah, I got them all. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I think I got them all. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so that's where you can find stuff like that. Um, I think uh, probably we'll talk like we did with uh, Terminator Dark Fate. We'll Dark probably talk uh, more generally before we, if we want to get into spoilers, we can do that a little bit later. Um, towards the end of this, but yeah, um, I think there's opportunity to talk about spoilers here because this is a weird sequel in a lot of ways, and okay. I don't think it's really possible to talk fully about the weirdness of it without getting into some spoiler aspects. What about your spoiler-free, just general thoughts? Like yeah, it, let's start there. It. Yeah, uh, are you asking me? Yeah, yeah I, sure. I, Go ahead. And kick I, it off. I I thought this movie was perfectly fine. I liked it. Um, I. You know, it's not like a, the masterpiece of Kubrick's The Shining or anything. It, yeah. It's it's probably not as artful as that movie is um, or as meticulous, which kind of just would be obvious going right. in. You know, you're not going to get a Kubrick film in this. I think those are big shoes to fill, right? right. Um, and you're not going to get the, the big dynamic performance like you got from Jack Nicholson in this either. Although I think that Ethan, um, not Ethan Hawke, Jesus Christ, um, Ewan McGregor was just was just fine. I thought you, you want to call him Ewan McDonald. Ewan McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I liked this movie. I, I had a really good time with it. I, I it's so packed full of Easter eggs, which I'm really excited to talk about. Um, but general impression, um, I really enjoyed it. It actually still managed to shock me in places, even though I'm very very familiar with the book and obviously the. The, the both versions of the shining the movie and the the book there were there were moments of of i thought probably true terror and horror in this that yeah. we haven't seen in a while in a in a stephen king horror film right and some were director's choices expanding on stuff yeah from dr sleep that wasn't as elaborate but yeah uh chuck what was your because obviously you guys are are stephen king readers i don't read no books um, <laughs> i don't need no books uh, but you don't not, word read well. I know. <laughs> I li- I liked it. I uh, I struggled with some of it, as we'll probably get into later. But overall, even as a standalone horror film, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say basically that I'm gonna mirror that. I I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, there were certainly times where I was like, man, I'm digging the hell out of what's going on here. And there were certainly times where I was like, eh, eh, yeah, you know, um, it's um, but uh, I liked it more than any of the other Stephen King. Adapt- we were t- just talking about that before we started recording. Uh, liked it a lot more than uh, than it chapter two, a lot more than it. Chapter oh, two. yes. Um more than Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. and it's certainly a lot less boring than uh, In the Tall Grass. Yes. Interestingly, I don't remember the runtime on It Chapter 2, but it was somewhere close to two hours and 30 minutes. It was yeah. like 2.45 or 2.47, Which was, something like that. It was the up there. runtime of this film, and this went by... This well, this was like a little over two hours, right? Two and a half. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. See, it, yeah. it, it ran it, it, by it, it way defi- quicker it than it. It definitely felt long in places. Like it felt like a longer movie, but it definitely moved faster than it chapter two. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd say that um, it didn't feel like two and a half hours. Right. No. Sure, shit did not. Like it felt like a two-hour movie with yeah. some long yeah. parts. Yeah. yeah. And then there was one of my big. I'll go ahead and just go ahead and give you guys my biggest um, one of my two major critiques of this. I felt the um, all of the buildup getting to the overlook for the for the final climax was great. The climax felt like it was thirty seconds long. Yeah, it's like wow, that didn't take much to get rid of. Wow, that's interesting considering like it was the exact opposite. Oh God, yes. Yeah, <laughs> not to right. keep yeah. bringing it no. up, but that's it. That's interesting. Right? No, but I mean, yeah, no, that's that. Like, yeah, all of it was like. Okay, you've got me, movie. I'm ready for the next 20 minutes to be, um, you know, Rebecca Ferguson having to deal with the hotel, too. Right. And she got to one room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway. That, that, a little uh, bit of a spoiler. That Sorry, was a, it, Well, it's kind of weird. Like I said, this is a weird sequel, right? Because this is a sequel to the Kubrick's, Kubrick's version of The Shining. And it's also an adaptation of Stephen King's book, Dr. Sleep, which is a sequel to his novel, The Shining. <laughs> which ends completely different. It's a completely different ending. Um, it, yeah, the, the book and the, the movie of The Shining. And also the book and the movie of Dr. Sleep. Yeah, it's like yeah. a stitched together version of both. I it's can't, a little bit of a Frankenstein. For I can't I think yeah. of any other situation that we've seen a movie like this where, where it's cobbled together. It's It's... It's script from two different source materials that are also intrinsically linked in this way. Right. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird, but it works. It works. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no idea how, um, it, but it did. It absolutely did work. Yeah. And without giving away the, <clears throat> excuse me, the ghost. Um, <laughs> nah, no pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> I mean, they somewhat appeased King with the ending because it was very similar to the actual ending of the book, The Shining. Yeah, but and this is where I th- I want to get into spoilers maybe in a minute, but I if I were king I would still be disappointed in this probably. And it's and there's one and it's one major reason why and his name is Jack Torrance. Yeah. It did nothing to to give redemption to Jack. And that's a huge part and that bothered me a lot. And too. I thought we would get it. I really did. Um but we didn't. And right. I think that was a strange choice. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, one of the things, uh, there were two things that I really, well, I guess technically there are four things that I can individually point to the things that, that I really, really liked in the movie. One, 
Um, I really liked Ewan McGregor. Yeah. I thought I had no problem believing that he was Danny grown up. Yep. Um, I yeah. really liked um, Kaylee, uh, what's her name, that played Abra. Oh, interesting. I didn't. I didn't like her. You yeah. didn't like her? No, hmm. I thought she was the weakest. Uh, the weakest actor in the in the film. Huh. Uh, I mean, I and maybe maybe what I liked was how she was basically like a kid, just saying. I like her character. I did not yes. like her performance. Maybe that's what I'm more wrapped up in. Yeah. Was her was her character? Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, someday I'll see this movie again, and maybe I'll have a different opinion of. I was surprised. I, I was surprised. I, liked her character. I was surprised how how poor a performance she gave because Mike Flanagan works has worked with children a lot in his in his body of work, and they are usually pretty good. I mean, you think of I don't know if either of you saw The Haunting of Hill House. He worked with a lot of kids in that, and they all gave amazing performances. Hmm. Um, and she did not. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. In my um, in my opinion. And I liked. Um, uh, Rebecca Ferguson as the as kind of the main big bad. I thought mm-hmm. she was really compelling. She Absolutely. was great. Yeah, I thought she was um, great. She's a compelling actress in general. Everything she really I've is. ever seen her in, she's she is kind of hot. <laughs> Just <laughs> want to throw that out there. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then the other guy I was going to bring up was Cliff Curtis. So you yes. have these uh, Cliff Curtis. I just he was just. Um, he, he's just one of those. He, he's the he's the guy that you want your hero to be with you know right and and uh yeah so i I really i thought that those four characters at the very least i thought really uh was i mean i was was really into it yeah with with that Mm -hmm. with that um now i will say there were a group of characters i didn't care much for and that was the rest of the of the shining vampires the 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 true true not yeah i didn't know much about them i didn't really care about them other than they're the bad guys and they are mean. Yeah. I, I, um, they were weak, I thought, because there were three of them you don't know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Three of them that the actors don't even have a fucking picture on yeah. IMDb. And it's like, oh, that was Arsenic Henry what or whatever. Yeah, right. it's like no that's that's a that's a valid criticism for sure i i i they're fleshed out more in the book you get more you get probably get like you get more you get you get more of a sense of that like there there are a lot of them right and they're like sort of in these interconnected um clans if you will right so you get definitely more of a sense that they're they are really plugged into politics and yeah and this this bigger this this bigger um uh, yeah, political. I mean, they don't go into that, but you, they give you that idea. Like, look, we're everywhere, right? Yeah. But, but in this, it's just like, oh, we should call the cops, and and yeah. Danny's it's like, kind of well, a they're not worried about it. It's, it's kind like, of a throwaway. Okay, how yeah. do you know that, Danny? I've not seen you do much of any kind of research on these people, right? Um, yeah, so it's he's the, the, yeah, he he knows things. I mean, that's kind of his thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. My my biggest complaint with the true knot was. Um, they're really fucking easy to kill. They really yeah. were, right? They really were. You just trick them, right? But and not even that. It's like, okay, this is a bit spoilery, but there's a scene where one of them is thrown out of the van, out of the front windshield of the van. That's a cool, and scene. it is a cool scene, and there, and it's it, and it's all cool except for one thing. He talks, Danny talks about the arrogance of them, and that oh yeah, for someone who th- thinks they're immortal, you wouldn't wear your seatbelt, right? Right. Well, if Getting thrown out of the front wheel shit of a car in a in a car accident could actually kill you. Wouldn't you wear your seatbelt? Right. Yeah. Right. 
Well, it's uh, I I think it just plays to their arrogance. But I mean, they but, yeah. but they die like any any of us any else of us. I mean, they, if they have a traumatic injury, they're yeah. gonna die. Well, I think that's uh, pretty similar to any human being. Right. It's kind <laughs> of. Uh, I thought that was a big fuck up. Yeah, they're they're kind of. Well, you said weak earlier, but they just in general they are weaker as a clan right now because they haven't yeah. been feeding a lot. So I think some of the things that were injuring them may have come as. A surprise. As a surprise. That's fair. I don't. I, it wasn't explained. It's just kind of the way I. Took but but it. him of them all was the one like we need to feed right. right Crow Daddy yep. should should have been the one of of all of them that were was the one that was overly cautious and he wasn't. So right. he was he it's was like, great in the book too. I yeah. was looking for a little more. Yeah. From him, like even almost up to the level of Rose, the hat in the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they concentrated everything on her mm-hmm. basically in this movie, which I guess maybe is a good choice. Yeah, if you have a two I and a half so. hour movie, give it to the one um, main bad guy. But but yeah, this movie does its own thing, right? The, the, that's what I liked about the book, and a lot of people didn't like about the book is like, what is this with these vampires and and this and that? Uh, so right. That, that's my other larger critique that I just don't think I like Stephen King's larger ideas mm-hmm. because it's like. As much as there were a lot of other things that I felt like were appropriate for a sequel to The Shining, as I know The Shining, not, you know, but like there was this other larger idea that's like, this isn't really doing much for me. Um, I mean, aside from aside from Rose the Hat, I didn't care about the rest of those characters. I would have liked if it was just Rose the Hat hunting down. And and she's kind of like a, like has all of the other people's powers instead mm-hmm. of just having a whole group of people like yeah. having one big boogeyman instead of a bunch of stock boogeymen. I guess that's my main my main critique. I, yeah, I, I like the idea though of this of this roving band of vampire gypsies, right? Mm-hmm. Who who have this? They they all kind of participate in some way. Which yes, you're right. They didn't really delve much into that into the movie but the they start the movie by recruiting which i think is cool right it's like we haven't had a pusher in a long time uh, you know a, a person who can make people do things with their mind right which whew, I, she was great yeah that actually she was in the babysitter right yep she's fuck. she's she's a great she she's was great really actor. good oh that is the girl from the, okay yeah. i knew yeah. i recognized she's a neighbor her, girl yeah. yeah she was great um um that i don't want to spoil it but there's a really chilling scene with her um towards the end of the movie yeah, oh, yeah, and the yeah. ambush scene. Yeah. like that was that was one that shook me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we should we get into spoilers or should we um, not? We can we can talk a little bit about spoilers. I think we all basically agree that the movie has some definite strengths and a couple of large. I, I don't want to call them failings because I think each people is going to find their own right, you know, their own take on it. Um, I mean, you guys read the books. I mean, it would be like saying. Um, you know, it'd be like going to um, an X Men or an Avengers movie and saying, "Why did that character show up?" Well, we would know. Yeah, right. Some of us right. would know more about that than others would care. I'm kind of in that boat where I'm kind of outside of that. So, I thought they did honestly did an okay job of explaining the true knot, even having known who they are. Yeah, like yeah. I got I got it just from. Actually, I felt a little hit over the head with it personally, but probably because I knew who they were. Yeah. Like, hey, these people eat your steam. They eat the shine. They, right. you know, that's yeah. their thing. Yeah. And it was said on multiple yeah. 
occasions. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Right. I, I don't. I don't think we needed any more about them. But I do agree with Jeff. It would have been nice to maybe develop some of those other characters instead of just having them stand in the background. Right. Yeah. Did you yeah. think that they were almost kind of sleepwalker like characters? Like I mean, from the movie Sleepwalker. Yeah, well they they weren't given anything to do other right. than to, to to eat steam. Yeah. Right, like suck it out of your face. Yeah. yeah. Other than um the incomparable like I I will always fuck up his name but Carol Struckian. Uh, oh, Crow Daddy. No. No, um, no, no. Uh, the tall the, man. The big, he was Grandpa, the grandpa or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um yeah. he's a giant in in the in Twin Peaks. Right. Yeah. He has a he has a line that I swear to god cannot be cannot be a mistake. Or not, uh, not that it would be a mistake, but it has to be very intentional. When Crow Daddy asks him how he's feeling, and he says "peachy keen," that's such a David Lynch thing, right? Like that, is, right? That I, that had to have been like a, just a little tip of the hat, a little nod. <laughs> yep. But uh, he was also in uh, Gerald's Game. Oh, okay. He was the Moonlight Man in Gerald's Game, uh, which was also directed by Mike Flanagan. Okay. And then you had the other little cameo by Bruce Greenwood. Yeah, that was okay. So but what he, happened he, to his character? Well, he was in he was in Gerald's game. So it was just kind of like we need somebody well, for this and we're going to we're going to put I'm this guy I'm just talking in. about that character though. That character was there well, one he, scene and the next scene he's just gone. He was there to get Danny the job at the hospice in my favorite scene in the whole movie. That looked just like the beginning yep. of The Shining. Yeah, the interview. Yeah, the interview. I picked that up too. Yeah. So that guy, that doctor <clears throat> in the book, for some context, is also Abra's pediatrician. Yes. So okay, there's a yes. larger there's a larger, there's a larger role for there. him in okay. the book. They they rolled a lot into uh, Billy mm-hmm. um, as a character because Dan actually helps protect Abra at one point in the book. Um, there is another sponsor that isn't even mentioned. Yeah. I think his name was Dan or something. I can't remember, but that was rolled into Billy too. So Billy got a lot. That, okay. that, his name's Billy, right? I think it was Billy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is whoever, whoever the guy that works, Cliff works with the train. Yeah. 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 The tiny town that, yeah. that too, I'm, that to me is like my favorite Stephen King stuff is a person who is sort of broken, looking for a new start, moving to a new place, settling into a small town, meeting with town people, um, finding these bigger connections in a smaller in a smaller world, right? I mean, he does it in so many of his books. Right. And I love it. It just feels quintessential king to me. Well, and there were a lot of those little things, and I think that's why I liked uh, Ewan McGregor and Cliff Curtis. They were Curtis so, so good together. Because it's like, this is just a guy who sees somebody's down on his luck. Yep. Yeah, I'll give you a chance, and, and but he's got a little play, bit. He's, he's got, got a little, little bit of the shine. He's got yeah, a little bit of a shine. Yeah, mm-hmm. which you know, which you could say, well, that's just strong intuition, or that he. But that is the but shine. Is right. Shining. Yeah, they, it's, it's, they can literally eat anybody if they want. Like a lot of people have a little bit of it, and they don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But because they, yeah, because that's one line that Ewan McGregor yep. says at one point. It's like I've I've only known a couple of people who knew that they had. Right. Right. Yeah. Speaking of your small town thing, like. What I love about it most, a lot of people say, you know, King, the master of horror, whatever. Really, in my opinion, his best strength is dialogue. Absolutely. His characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his characters, his dialogue. That's why it's so hard to make movies mm-hmm. from his stuff because he's so good at telling you how people feel internally that yeah. you cannot show That's, on screen. That was one thing. There was a there was a line and when the, the last time that Dick Holleran comes back, and I were kind of in spoilers here. Yeah. But he's talking about... Cause, um, we see a flashback in which Holleran is is teaching Danny how to lock away the the ghosts that keep following him from the Overlook. Yeah, 
And uh, the last time uh, you see him talking to Danny is in the present. And he's like, um, you know, asking him about like the, the, the various ghosts that he's seen. And there's a particular line that, that, um, that Ewan McGregor says that feels like it's a written line, not like from a book, not from like a screenplay or from an actor's point of, but he's going on about how that last person he locked up. It's like, Oh, he asked me about, uh, about having a great party or something. And he had that shit eating grin. It's like, that feels like a novel line, not mm, like, yeah. a, not a, not, not a movie line. Right. Because it goes into too much detail. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just, it's stuff like that. That was like, Oh man, this is like a, kind of a fleshed out character right how about that (laughs) (laughs) to to go along with that the dick halloran character can i say how much i have just absolutely fucking appreciated the fact that they recast actors in those roles and and also didn't try to impersonate them right and didn't and also didn't try to use any stupid de-aging or or cgi to make them you know look uh i was so happy because it just gives you that that sense of yeah i get it these are the same people. They look kind of like them. I can now move on and just and just watch the scene. Right. The right? Howard guy kind of had some expressions that were very he, close. He was crazy good. Yeah. 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 And I thought Alexandra Esso, um, I called her a sexy upgrade to um, <laughs> She looked a to lot Danny's like, mom. like it was so believable. She looked yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. In fact, even down to the scene where they recreated her cowering in the corner with the knife. Yeah, that yep. was really Oh, good. man, it was perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. You guys know who uh, who played Jack Nicholson, though, right? Who was that? Henry Thomas. That was Henry Thomas? Yep. No way. Yep. Give me some details on Henry Thomas. E.T. E. Oh, holy crap. <laughs> well, he's also a Mike Flanagan guy. He yeah. was in Haunting of Hill House. Interesting. That's crazy. I had yep. no idea. Interesting. He did a good job. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I appreciate they didn't do an impersonation. Yeah. It was kind of like, what was the biggest concern about those those Star Trek re uh, restarts, right? Well, oh, were people just going to be doing impersonations? Right, yeah. And they didn't, really. I mean, Carl Urban just is the he's, Kelly. Well, he's perfect, yeah. yeah but yeah. other, but all the other characters were not impersonated. Yeah, right. And that 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 allows people just to get into the movie and yeah. get right. into what, what's being shown to you. While Henry Thomas did a good job, and this might be spoilery, once we saw him in the bar, I knew the ending that I wanted wasn't going to happen. Me too. And I was a little disappointed. I absolutely was. But but I was like, okay, that's not going to happen. If if that's not going to happen, if we're going to do a true sequel to Kubrick's The Shining, he absolutely would be Lloyd the Bartender. Yes. Right? Yeah, 100%. So I was like, all right, all right. And pretend he's not. Yep. You, you know, a lot of that was was really good. There was just yep. a back of my and mind that scene disappointment. was good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, they had the Danny do a lot medicine. of the things that, that Jack could not mm-hmm. do, which was mm-hmm. so great about it. That was almost his redemption. Yeah. Like, we, we, uh, this is total spoilery. For the book, Jack comes back and basically saves Danny yeah. mm-hmm. at the end of the book in, in a manner of speaking. But he also s- essentially saved Danny at the end of The Shining, the book, as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he at died. the last moment, he, he does, he, yes. Yeah, he dies in the boiler explosion yeah. in the end of The Shining book, yeah. Um, yeah. There is a touching moment when um, Danny is celebrating his eight years of sober. Yeah. Yep. And he talks about his dad. I thought mm. that was that was really well done. Yeah, yeah. that was. I mean, and that was a good uh, script and actor moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was good. Uh, again, 
I mean, Hugh McGregor just, I believed it. Like, yeah, I, I believe that he was, that he was, you know, Danny. There was a weird way that Flanagan shot him too, that he had these glimmers of Jack Nicholson also. Like in 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 profile and in close up, mm-hmm. like the especially way, in that the scene way he in would turn, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, he looks he looks a little like his Drag his, right his, now. his sort of his body language, yeah. Like, um, God, I want to call him Ethan Hawke again. You um, <laughs> McGregor, you McGregor, his body language was so good, yeah. Yeah, he really actually mimicked, um, uh, Wendy. Um, what's her name? Oh, yeah, the uh, mom. Yeah. yeah. Shelly Duvall. Shelly Duvall, thank you. He mimicked her Am a little bit. Am I going to have to edit in a whole bunch of, hi, I'm Shelly Duvall? Oh, no, please don't. <laughs> okay. uh, he mimicked her quite a bit as well. I really liked the scene on the stairs where he's backing up with the axe. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just Rose like the Hat is coming up the stairs. I mean, that is, you know, Jack and Wendy. Ah, uh, like just really cool little details that you can't get from, you know, the, the, the novel, right? Right, right. Well, and, and stuff that... that they don't make a point to do like right. how many sequels would have shown you a flash of right. the past and now the present. Ugh. It's like, just, just tell us the fucking story you want us to know. Yeah. Right. I almost wanted, yeah. I almost <laughs> wanted um, Danny to like kind of give a little half swing of the oh, ax to try to back her up. Yeah. yeah. Just like, like, like Wendy kinda. did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was interesting. Flanagan made really good choices in this film as to what, he would take from King and what he would take from Kubrick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He knew the moments that people were going to recognize from the movie are far greater yeah. to the general public. Yeah. Right. than the King book, mm-hmm. which I thought was done really well. Like spoilery as well. I guess we're in spoiler territory. Now. I guess yeah. when he goes to the old room and you see the ax hole yeah. through the mm-hmm. door yeah. and he looks in like, he mm-hmm. looks in and then they show his mom cowering. They're kind of yeah. splitting back and forth because he's remembering kind of what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like Jack looking through the door. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It's just like, oh, my God, that's so great. Yeah. <laughs> and it also plays a little bit with the idea that um, much like Kubrick's Shining, that uh, one, well, I don't know if this was part of the book, too, but the the fact that he's never left. He's always been there. Right. The whole idea that Jack was always there, you know. And right. They, they kind of little subconsciously play with that where it's like he comes in and the, and the house reacts to him, you know, and it's like, yeah, he's he's home. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, uh, and the way this ends, of course, that's kind of the way it ends, even though I was not overly I, I did not overly love it, but I understand it. Well, I think the way that the hotel preyed on her is the way they've always preyed on the true knot has always preyed on any of their captives mm-hmm. that they catch. It's very like, this is what they do. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, like it wouldn't be a drawn like out thing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they caught her and she's gone. It, yeah. I, I really like that. Well, part of I, it, I think I just wish that there would have been just, I, again, I loved how slow they took it when he's walking through. But then the moment she came in, it's like race to the finish. Yeah, and it's almost like did you guys run out of money. There was like, a little. What's going on? There was a little. There was a little bit of cat and mouse in the in the maze because we got to put the maze in, you know. That which was, I w- kind of was which okay. was a little. Yeah, yeah it, was it was okay. okay. Um, it, it showed. It did deliver the idea that maybe Abra is not as pure as we're led to believe. Well, she even says, you've got, you've got a little, you bit, a little bit of dark. You've got a, yeah, exactly. And I felt that actually that whole movie, speaking of her performance, um, she was a little too cocky 
throughout I, the movie for me. I just but I when, get that as but, being a, a kid going up against. She her. was a little more. It was a little more old soulish evil to mm-hmm. me the way she played it off. But when Rose the Hat said that, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Fair. We're dealing with the idea that everybody has light and dark mm-hmm. inside of them. Yeah, and Abra, thankfully, falls. At, at least at the end of this movie on the, the light side. But yeah. 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 I, I, had, I had a few chill moments. I, I'm not going to lie. When, um, when they're going up to the overlook and you get that, that like low moving uh, sort of helicopter shot through the river valley. Yep. It almost looks like they're going up the, <clears throat> the road in the beginning. Of the well, thing, it's right? exact. It's the exact same shot. Yeah. Um, it's just at night. Instead it's, at, of day. it's just at night. And then it comes up. And it's the I music. The music is blown in, and then the the, sh- the camera, the helicopter comes up, and you see the car, Underneath, and the car goes through the through, tunnel. Yeah. I mean, it's the same shot. It just it's, I started to expect like there were a couple of times like when the elevator opened, I thought it's like oh it's gonna it's gonna come up and say a Stanley Kubrick film. Yeah, and, right. Like scroll up like the trailer did or whatever. But, I didn't like uh, the elevator bleeding and her smirk about it. I thought, eh, what do we need this for? That yeah, that you could have understood that she would like this place. Just by who she is. Yeah. They didn't well, need it. Uh, yeah. Right? She's like, okay, this is my kind of place. Yeah. It'll, it, or, or, yeah. Or, yeah. I'm going to get a beer here. <laughs> or it almost, it was almost like, oh, this is what the best this place has got. You know, this isn't all that scary. Is that the way you read it? I didn't kind read of. it that way. I, I read it as I like thought she, she felt comfortable there. Yes. Interesting. All that's right. that's yeah. what I felt from it as well. Well, because that's why, because like, you know, she's kind of going through and taking it in. Like she's doing yeah. her hand thing. She's kind of breathing it in. Uh, she's almost feeding, trying to feed off of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, and that's why I think she's so easy, such an easy get at the end of the film, because she, she thinks she's the one in power. Right. Mm. When in reality, it's, the she's, hotel. yeah, again, she's yeah. arrogant. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, there's a huge, huge arrogance from all of the villains. Like even, even the, um, the arrogance of the new recruit. Yeah. Uh, Snakebite. Yeah, snake, snake bite. Snakebite Andy. Andy. Andy, yeah, yeah. Andy. Take by Andy. Um, where you know, like, she is doing stuff with reckless abandon, right? Yeah. Uh, In the book, I mean, like before Sorry. they they recruited her, and of course, still after that, she's still, you know, she's even more cruel. Really. That was that was one kind of failing in the movie for me. Even though the actress was great. She in the book, you felt bad for her. Yes, yes. When she gets yeah. taken in the movie, you're like, she belongs with these people. Yeah, there, there's yeah, no like tense it, moment. That, that there. was my. Yeah. It, that's yeah. I just don't feel like I don't need every villain to be uh, redeemable, right? But if you're gonna spend a lot of time with villains, a group of villains, I don't want to. I don't want to spend an entire group entire time with a group of people that i despise you know it's like maybe that's a little bit of my real life sitting in a movie watching a, a movie with right. people i don't like <laughs> it's like i want the fuck out of here i want right. to go back to the people i like you right know? Um, and so that's i think maybe where my my biggest kind of like what kind of made my skin crawl about those characters in a not good way and it's just like these are just people i don't want to be around i just want to go back to you know the 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 Ewan McGregor and Cliff Curtis characters. <laughs> like every time they would come up, it's like if if Rose isn't doing something that I care about, I just want to get back to the other. Yeah, it's a very people. new thing. Like with King over the last ten to fifteen years, I'd say is he spends a lot of time writing the villains. Mm-hmm. Like you spend in the books, you spend a lot of times with them, and like 
none of them are redeemable usually yeah so like for example mr mercedes like that sure whatever his name brady brady yeah, yeah. he's a total asshole but you spend a ton yeah of the book with him mm-hmm. well, learning it, about his motivations and stuff like that but. could that be growth from him in the sense that um he's always been kind of uh sometimes his his like his his bullies are so cartoonish or something they're very paper thin that you think he's trying to like spend maybe more time maybe yeah. he might it, yeah, that, could, that might that be could it very well be i like the more mysterious aspect of villains usually where you don't know what the evil is that's chasing you um this movie does does a great job obviously of outlining this is who's bad here yeah watch them but i don't them, always love that watch them movies. torture and kill this child yeah well that scene okay that's, so this is weird that was because i don't a, know if this that's is a hard scene yep i don't know if this has ever happened in the history of film with a king adaptation is that a scene in the movie is actually worse mm. than the book because yeah. that kid in the book he gets killed in less than a page yeah yeah this movie it's like six minutes and you're it was torturous you're practically it was torturous kid. for me it, it, i it felt was hard. terrible yeah that whole it, scene. It, was, it was horrific and and but i but it was like all right this movie's got it's got, it's balls. got a little bit of balls yeah. yeah yeah little bite little balls yeah little bitey balls uh, that balls. was jacob tremley by the way <laughs> yeah he's yeah from a, room he's supposed movie to be room. a really great kid actor right yeah yep. he was he was excellent in in that in that tommy wiseau movie <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hi, baseball kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh hi, which, number, by the way. Oh, hi, 19. Hey, 19. Yeah, 19. Yep. 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 Yeah, I caught that. I was like, ha. Eh. Yep. Nobody else appreciated that. Yep. So, many little, so many little things like that in this movie. I enjoyed um, it. What else, uh, what else you guys got? I, I do have a story for after the movie uh, that I'm going to tell before we round this out. But what else you guys got about the movie? Any other Easter eggs we missed? Um, oh, uh, you noticed the house number for uh, Abra or Abra? 1980? 1980. Yeah, Susan caught that. I did not catch that. It was right on the... It was on the... On I, th- I Did you notice the, the first room that uh, Danny goes into when he helps the, the, the older person pass on? It was 217. Yes. Which yeah. was the, the, that was the original number. In the hotel, it's for the 237. Hotel. Right. right. Well, yeah. Well, they, and changed they changed it. it to 237 in the movie because the hotel did, did not, not want, want to have an actual hotel room that they had a number for yeah. right. portrayed that way. Right. So, so well, they, they, they had it, they had a room two one seven or like, right. no, 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 change the number. Well, they, right. Yeah. But they also were concerned about people just constantly asking. For sure. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fair. Uh, but yeah, that was two one seven was the old man. I room. didn't catch that. Yeah. I didn't catch that. So I was a little Easter egg. I, I loved all of those scenes where he's helping people pass on. Those were really sweet. Yes. I, I really liked that. Yes. So the yes. movie had a lot of heart too. Bitey balls and heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The um, of course, he makes the Dick Collarance has caused a wheel, which I always love. It always that gives was me, great. I always gives me a little like warm blankety things. I feel when, yeah, when we talk about yes, Ka. we're connecting the the universe. Of, yes, yeah. Um, oh, I guess one thing we should say: where does the name of the of the book and the movie come from? Doctor Sleep is what Danny is called because when he gets to that town and he gets kind of back on his feet with the help of the Cliff Curtis character and everything, he. He gets a job helping people calmly pass away. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not his job, but that's just what he ends up well, doing. Well, that's what he's an orderly, but, yeah. that's, but he gets that nickname because people and he, he follows people well, as they're dying. Right. Basically. And he follows a cat that has a, a sixth sense of who's going a to pass away. A cat that has the shine, man. That yep. cat. That has cat the is shine. shining. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, uh, no, that's not really an Easter egg, but I always get also a little excited when. 
somebody talks about the stand or, or people who stand and that's what danny says at the end is like right mm. you know mm. let your let your shine on or let you let, you know keep shining on you know you're one of those people who stands right and i yeah, was like because that. she said do you wonder if there's if they really are more of them out there and he's mm-hmm. like nah just just keep doing what you're gonna do yeah if they find you you're gonna stand against them yeah. okay what did, what did you think about about that change that because danny lives mm-hmm. in the book in the book yeah, yeah a big spoiler. Super duper spoiler. But yeah. yeah. Hopefully you've checked out if you haven't seen this. Yeah. Oh, I thought we said we're we did. Spoilers. We said spoilers. Yeah, we did. We, did. we <laughs> yeah. did. We did. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's cool. Keep All going. Right. Well, I was going to ask if what you thought about that change having him become basically the Dick Halloran. A force ghost? To Abra. Um, it, eh, eh, I, I would have preferred that he lived, I think. Me too. Yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't think there was really a reason for him to die. Right. He did, there wasn't a, I didn't like that he got possessed and he basically I didn't like lost that to the hotel that I didn't he, like that either. That beat. Yeah. Um I just I, that I thought well if she saved him and he was still possessed but he walked out of it, you know or whatever. That's right. fine. Whatever. That's cool. But I didn't love the fact that he essentially lost to the very thing he kind of helped defeat when he was a kid and it's kind of like well mm. yeah. Did he, though? I don't think he really defeated the hotel when he was a kid, honestly. Well, but he was, I mean... He escaped it. He, he escaped, escaped it, it, but he... It always he, had power over him. It still had power over him. I didn't like the scene. Did. I agree with you. I didn't like him being possessed. But I never felt in The Shining, the book, or ever, that he was greater than the hotel well, or he, defeated he, it. he eventually did, though. Uh, I mean, what I, like when he was locking the ghost sure. away. Sure, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, that, he was that I get. it at that point. Yeah, it was like Scooby-Doo and, uh, yeah. and uh, Thousand and One Ghosts or whatever. <laughs> it was easier <laughs> for him when they were... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Ghostbuster. This is just like Scooby-Doo. It's just He's like Scooby-Doo. Buster. Scooby-Doo yeah. and 101 yeah. Ghosts or whatever that yeah. show was where they had to catch all the ghosts. Yeah. They got to catch them all. It was yeah. be- Pokemon before Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, no, I, uh, I mean... It's fine though. I, I, mean, I will be happy to watch this in tandem with Kubrick's The Shining. I will put them next to each other on my shelf. I really, really aesthetically was pleased yeah. by what Flanagan did with this. Um, I wasn't sure I would like it. I thought I, I might, you know, go all Kubrick snobby on it, but I'm not going to be that guy because I really think that well, you can't, you cannot replicate the masterpiece that is The Shining, but you can pay respect and homage to it and they did it very well i agree i agree and this has been done before there's one other kubrick film that's been sequelized and that was 2010 oh sure yeah so 2001 2010 and i mean peter himes did just fine absolutely just fine it's a totally it's a totally different it's totally different animal too yeah and then it's just fine yep you know um so no i'm not gonna get snobby about you know my favorite director and favorite actor you know (laughs) right and anyway but um I thought you were going to talk about that Full Metal Jacket sequel. I was kidding. There's no Full Metal Jacket sequel. That'd be awesome. (laughs) You know where Sweeney, where Vincent D'Onofrio comes back as a force. Yeah, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. His name is Sweeney, right? I can't remember. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was I was and my and Matthew Modine's got to come back and and like uh, catch his ghost. (laughs) Put it in the box in the jungle. In the jungle. Um, in, in the in the bathroom. Yeah, talk about that was that was, that was a good movie. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I I did I I was, it was thinking it was about like one and a half metal jackets. This is Doctor Sleep is what Stephen King's Star Wars would be. Yeah, 
Kind of. Kind yeah. of. Okay. You got your you got your force ghosts. You got your group of bad guys. You got your good guys. And they're you know. <laughs> and, and you've and you've got Andrew Thomas. <laughs> what? Steve, you said Steven Spielberg, right? The Stephen Steve, Kings. Stephen Kings. Oh, sorry. I thought you said Steven Spielberg. You're breaking my brain twice my, now well, in my, the last well, two minutes. Yeah, well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> He's a brain breaker. He's a breaker. Um, I'm a anyway, breaker. Guys. Good job, Chuck. Uh, so I, I think we... I think that's we, our little Easter egg. Yeah. I think we've kind of come to the end of this here. I'm going to tell a story about what happened right when I walked out of the theater. Oh, okay. So uh, I believe either an older sibling or a mom took... Uh, three teenage kids to see this movie. Uh, my assumption is, is that they've either watched The Shining as many times as we have our whole lives. Or they've never seen it. Or they've never seen it <laughs> read the Wikipedia article. Um, girl comes out ahead of me, goes to stand by, I'm thinking, her brothers. And uh, one boy says to girl, so what'd you think? Girl says, I thought it was stupid. Boy says in return, I didn't know it was going to be almost three hours. And it's like, we don't know. Well, we suck. Our our world is going to be suck. Kids, sometimes movies run more than two and a half hours. It's fun. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. Also, you don't need jump scares. No. To make a scary movie. Yeah, this really didn't have any jump scares, did it? Not really. I'm so appreciative. They had some quick edits that were... I mean, but, the closest thing I think of is the is the flashback to Wendy cowering. Yep, but, with the axe coming. But through. man, I thought that was exactly what that scene needed. It just kind of it it was like you know, and you know what this is, but we're just going to sear it back into your brain, mm-hmm. right? Because you're in a terrifying place, right? And yep. it, uh, it worked. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, recommend. Yeah, one hundred percent recommend. 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 Yeah. All right. So um, I don't know when the next time I'm going to do another one of these uh, film seizure at the movies. I got a couple movies I'm going to in the next couple of weeks, but I don't know what. Um, <laughs> but what? I don't know. But I'm not going to. I don't know if I'm going to record anything for them. Um, Wednesdays, film seizure on filmseizure.com. Apple Apple Podcasts. Go back to the beginning of the yeah, episode. Yeah. Hear all that shit. Yep. Um, Monster Mondays, do that stuff. Um, <laughs> do all that good stuff. Go back to the beginning of the episode. Listen to uh, what we said about where you can find those. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, let's take us out, gentlemen. All right. I'm Jason Oliver. I'm Chuck Moore. And I'm Jeff Arbuckle. Don't forget to save me the ILC. And you will scream for years. Come play with us forever and ever.